The following is brought to you by Canyon Ridge Church at Tacoma. For additional podcasts or information on service times and upcoming events, please visit us online at www.explorecrc.com. We're in our new series on prayer. My name's John, by the way, and there's myself. I'm one of the pastors, and uh, I, I, I learned last week, last Saturday night, that we had some Viking fans in our midst, and uh, they were incognito. They didn't wear their, their stuff, but you know who you are, and we forgive you. So, um, actually, I should say, thank you for the gift you gave us. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Um, that was uh, thank you very much. Okay. Did Andrew mention our prayer guide? Okay, so... Um, if you don't have one of these, you want to grab one tonight. This is a prayer guide that we're using for the month of January. And inside of it, you can see number one for the first month of the year. And this is, uh, we're all together as a church praying along with this guide. And the really cool thing about it is um, we're all praying the same themes, the same topics at the same times throughout the week. And uh, so you can dialogue with people and say, hey, what did you think about that? And how'd this go? And uh, it's really, really cool to have the whole church together in unity in prayer. God has called us to pray. Our church specifically called us to pray. And so that's what we're doing. We're going to have, drum roll, scary, an all-night prayer meeting. Hey, that was pretty good. All night prayer meeting, uh, not tonight, no. <laughs> but coming up uh, closer to Easter, we'll tell you more about that. So if you've never been to one of those, then uh, that'll be cool. So if you, you set up a coffee maker and everybody sits around that and prays. And so um, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of time tonight because. Um, of the, the great stuff before, but let's just talk a little bit about prayer. And I want to just point on one thing tonight. It's something that people say to me all the time, all the time. I hear it every week. Uh, why is my prayer life so lame? I mean, why is prayer so hard? Why do I feel like uh, sometimes I'm just praying to a ghost or I'm talking to myself or God isn't real, he's not there, or I don't know what to say, or people get real pumped up and they hear a great message on faith or something and they want to start praying and then they just fall flat and then they just give up and all this discouragement with prayer. And so I think there's one reason why I can share with you tonight, one little nugget I can give you that'll really, really help you uh, have a more dynamic, fulfilling prayer life with God, okay? So it's kind of like this. The difference between the smell of a great meal, like Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you smell that, but then you don't eat the meal. It's like making your car payment and never driving the car. Uh, Watching football, but never playing football. How about this? Playing football, but then not getting paid for it. Uh, watching the preview of a movie, but never the movie. Uh, it's a, looking at a picture of paradise at Mount Rainier versus walking the trails at paradise. It's saying that you love me, 
but then not serving me. It's daydreaming about winning the lottery, which a lot of you have done this past week, and actually winning the lottery, of which many of you did not. (laughs) It's reading books, but never learning from the books. It's big talk, no action. Name dropping versus actually knowing the person. It's the backstage pass versus being a member of the band. It's calling on God and yet not walking with him. It's going to church, but not going to heaven. You get the idea? I could do this all night long. It's like the wedding without the honeymoon. Or having fruit trees in your yard, and they never have fruit on them. How about this, you farmers? It's like having a dairy cow that doesn't give you any milk. It's paying for lunch, but then not getting any food. It's starting your car, but you don't have a battery. And it's, I can keep going and keep going. It's like hundreds and hundreds of hours and hours of prayer and no change, no answers, no power, no difference. And here's the reason why. Here's the big thing. Prayer has a condition. There's a condition to prayer. You see, we want prayer that doesn't have any conditions on it. We like to be able to uh, pray whenever we want. We want a genie God, you know? So there's no accountability. It doesn't take anything from me. I can just pray at any time I want. And whatever I ask for, I get. And when you have a genie God, and you pray, and he doesn't do anything, then you get mad at him. Or if something does happen, then you go, oh, well, that was just coincidence, or we got lucky, or, you know, he shanked it left. But prayer has a condition. Let me tell you a quick story. Jesus was with his disciples, and this was approaching the last week of his life, and he's in Bethany, and he's heading back to Jerusalem, and he walks along, and he sees this fig tree with his disciples. And he goes to the fig tree to pick some figs off of it. It was hungry, and there were no figs. Well, it was the time of season when there should have been figs, but there weren't any on this tree. And so he said to the tree out loud in front of everybody, he said, I curse you, tree. He cursed the tree. They go on, they do some things, and they come back by there, and the disciples noticed that that tree was completely dead. It had completely withered overnight and was dead. And they were amazed at the fact that Jesus could speak that and curse that tree and cause it to die. And so they asked him about that. I said, well, Lord, what, 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 what is that? And he said the most amazing thing. Listen to this. He says, you can pray for anything. Now, this is Jesus talking, right? So you get that? You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. He went on to say that if you have faith, and you're not doubting, 
then you can say to this mountain, be picked up and move, and it will happen for you. It'd be pretty amazing, pretty amazing. You can pray, but for anything to happen, there's a condition of faith and no doubting. Hebrews chapter 11, we call it the faith chapter. It's amazing. You should read it sometime. It's all these stories of people who had great faith, people who knew God and walked with God and had great faith. And all their stories are listed there. In verse 6, it says this. It is impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. You see these conditions right here? It says God can do amazing things and amazing things will happen to you in prayer, but you got to believe that he exists and you got to not doubt in your heart when you pray. You have to have faith. You know, Jesus was constantly, constantly, constantly chastising his disciples about their lack of faith. They didn't believe. They didn't have enough faith. And so they couldn't do what he asked them to do. So think about it in terms of prayer. Prayer is nothing more than just words if there's no faith. Now, it takes a tiny, tiny, tiny morsel of faith to even pray, right? Nobody prays without having some kind of faith. So you have a tiny bit of faith, you start to pray, but then if that's all there is, then God hears what you're saying, but he only responds to faith. God hears every prayer, but he responds to faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is so critical to the life of the Christian. The follower of Jesus Christ, faith is the key component. Something that I have observed over and over and over and over, I feel like I've said it so many times on my broken record, is that you've got to build your faith when things are going good because at some point things are going to go bad and you're going to have to use the faith that you've got to get you through. And you know what happens? I see this. You're, you're the love of your life. You've been married to this person for a very, very long time. You love them. They get cancer and they die quickly. Do you have enough faith to get through that situation? You know, here's, here's a guarantee from Jesus. He said this. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. So guess what? Guess what is in your future? <laughs> yeah, trouble's coming. Trouble's coming. And what I've seen time and time again, when people are not prepared for the trouble that they face, their faith goes right out the window. And things get worse and worse and worse and worse. People abandon their faith just like that, the drop of a hat, because it wasn't strong enough to carry them through tragedy. The opposite is somebody who has really strong faith. Something terrible happens in their life. 
and they pull together and they actually get stronger. They get stronger and they blow right through that and they just keep their joy, keep their faith and they grow more and more and more better and better and better. So you've got to build your faith while you can because when you're in the middle of a trial, the faith building time is over. Now you've got to, res- you've got to live on that faith that you've got left. So important that you build your faith when you can. It happens like this for most people. They have a hardship, tragedy, something terrible happens, and then the devil goes to work. And the devil says, uh, God's left you. God abandoned you. I mean, if God was there, this wouldn't happen to you. He doesn't love you. He's not real. Don't pray to God. You're a fool. You're wasting your time. God's not there because look how bad things are. If God was there, things would be different. And so you got a tiny little bit of faith, and then the devil starts working on you, and what happens is you get defeated. So faith and prayer go hand in hand. Listen to this. This is so key. Listen to this. Prayer needs faith to be effective, all right? So If you don't have faith, your prayers aren't going to be effective. But faith needs prayer to be able to grow. So they each need each other. You got to pray a lot for your faith to grow. And you have to have a lot of faith for your prayers to make any difference. The two go hand in hand. And so the key critical point here then is how do I build my faith? What do I do? How do I build my faith? I don't want to fall apart the next time some difficulty comes my way. I don't want to lose my joy. I want to I be strong for my family. How do I build faith? How do I have that kind of faith that you're talking about? I want to have that kind of faith. I want to be a person of faith. I want to be strong. Well, guess what? I'll answer that question next Sunday. Okay? I'll tell you all about how to build your faith and have faith that works for you. Because it's, it's, so, it's such a bummer when people profess faith in Christ, but it does nothing for them. They pray, and it's like starting a car with no battery. Nothing happens. You get discouraged and disillusioned and disappointed and think, well, prayer doesn't work. Well, you know, it does work. And in fact, prayer can do powerful things. It can move mountains. But it takes faith. So maybe that helps you then understand a little bit why maybe you, your prayers haven't been answered. You're like, oh, yeah, I, I see. I, I, didn't, I don't have a lot of faith. The cool thing is you can go to God and say, God, I don't have enough faith. I need faith. Help me. And then come next Sunday, and I'll tell you how to do that. And we'll learn together how to have faith so we can pray and have our prayers answered. Let's 
build our faith right now with some prayer. How about that? All right? Why don't you stand with me and let's pray together. Then we're going to go do the marathon. No, I I don't think I'd make 20 yards. (laughs) But here, this is what we want to do. And I want you to kind of learn how to pray. This is what I do. And maybe this will help you. If you've ever prayed with me in my office, then you know, because I do this with everybody, but not everybody has met with me there. But what I do is I, I picture in my mind Jesus coming into the room and being next to me and then together we have a conversation and kind of like role play, but I, I picture it in my mind. And for me, and, and I found off a lot of people, it, it helps it become a little bit more tangible when you try and do that. Now, Um, That may or may not help you, but if if it can, I want you to picture that. So close your eyes with me just for a minute, and let's just have Jesus come into the worship center and come down the main aisle and stand here with me. And Lord Jesus, we come before you tonight, Lord. And first of all, thank you so much, Lord, for the water baptism. We know that all of heaven was rejoicing with us tonight, and the angels were excited and singing glory to God and you were so thrilled to see all these precious hearts and souls give their devotion and and their their allegiance to you Lord I know that it was just amazing amazing in heaven as it was here Lord and I pray God that you would help us all of us God help us with our our faith it's so weak Lord, we get so caught up in the things of this world that we lose sight of you and we lose our faith and we get so discouraged. And so, God, I pray that you would teach us how to build our faith, teach us how to be strong in the spiritual things, strong in our faith and our love for you so that our prayers can be powerful and change this world for your kingdom and for your glory. So, Lord, change us bless us. Go with us tonight as we leave, Lord, tonight. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen.